Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Brutes, where we tell the stories behind your favorite beer. This is Sound Guy Ryan, and joining me today is Matt. That's right. We didn't just record last week's episode back-to-back, or no. did we? Why would we do that? Erica's still at work. Yeah. It's been a week, and Erica's still there. We haven't seen her in a week. I know. It's crazy. Eh, she's all right. Uh, we have a great episode this week. We are talking to Colleen from Exhibit A Brewing. We are talking to Mel from Night Shift Brewing. And we are also talking to Britt from Remnant Brewing about their Pink Boots Scholarship for the Cornell course Women in Leadership. Uh, and it's a really awesome episode. I'm yeah. so excited for this to, to be released. Yeah, I took away a lot from this. Um, just like the little you know snippets of what they were telling us. Um, I think everyone in all our listeners will as well, if, especially if they're in a leadership position yeah. or hope to be in a leadership position at some point. Yeah, and I think that a lot of the situations that they uh, talk about in this episode can um, relate to every aspect of, of life, right? Not just like not just the brewing industry right Mm -hmm. so like um i know that they were in this course and it wasn't just people in beer it was uh you know individuals in nursing and business and in other law enforcement enforcement walks of life so very very informative episode and that's why we're going to have a little bit of a shorter intro this week because it's a little bit of a longer one it is but it's great content and we think our listeners are going to enjoy it yeah so ryan why don't we just plug our our, our uh, social medias and, you know, get on with the episode. Yeah, so we got Facebook and Instagram at Baroots, and then you can go to patreon.com, www.patreon.com forward slash Baroots podcast. That's right. And subscribe to one of the three tiers that we have. That's right. And uh, we are going to be releasing some merch in the next couple of weeks. Uh, but if there is some merch that you would like to see that we aren't offering, we are going to be opening up a store on our website, hopefully in the next couple of weeks. So uh, you can let us know what you want to see. I know we've gotten a lot of requests for hats and pins. So, yeah. There's nothing wrong with hats. I would love to do hats. Cam- I would like yeah. to do a camo hat. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, I know. So, take it away, Sound Guy Ryan. Cheers. Cheers. All right, everyone. We are here at a very secret echoey room. Which, but it's the best secret echoey room. Yeah, and we called this room in a previous episode, intro, the Cathedral of Beer. Indeed. Just because it has like tall ceilings and and we like the beer here and cool lamp. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Ryan. <laughs> Ryan doesn't have a microphone today, so he feels he's the just going to be yelling yell. in the corner. You can speak into mine if you want. <laughs> I'd much rather edit this. All right. I'm sure he cool. will. <laughs> um, and a c- couple months ago, we did an episode with Kenzie. We did. Yeah. Um, talking about her pink boots scholarship. Mm-hmm. And if you listen to our episodes, we talk about we try to talk about pink boots every week that we can um it got a little tough during the pandemic because yeah truth be told Not much who was happening was you know? during the so, pandemic like exactly. other than like doctors and scientists like were they even meeting i, I don't want to get into politics but yeah <laughs> but maybe yeah um and i was telling um our guests this week that I, I was excited for this one just because i learned a lot with that episode and Kenzie had the best Boston accent that I've probably ever like. <laughs> she was so much fun to talk to. Yeah. Yeah. She was wicked awesome, you mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, but um, Erica, who do we have here today? Oh, so many amazing people. We have Mel and we have Brittany. Brittany and Colleen. Do, do, do. Um, Brittany is a two time guest. 
Indeed. You may have Welcome heard back. her on our <laughs> Remnant episode. Were you on three times or two times? Just two. Two. Okay. You weren't, you weren't at the collaborate. Time. Yeah, we couldn't. We'll, we'll get you on for a third. Oh, perfect. <laughs> yeah, third time's a charm. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> um, and Colleen, you work at Exhibit A. Exhibit A, that's right. Nice. I nice. knew that this morning, and then this right now, after jury duty and a couple beers, like. It's gone. It's gone. If I can remember anything. All knowledge. ML, you work at Night Shift, correct? Yes. Cool. So uh, now we know everything about you. Podcast over. No, let's drink some beer. As we'd like to start every episode. Yeah. We'll uh, ask you guys your roles at those breweries and your first memory of beer. We'll start with, I guess. I warned them. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> great. Perfect. She's like, they asked this weird-ass question. Several Several time. I'll start. Yeah. My name's Brittany. I'm the general manager at Remnant Brewing in Somerville. And my first memory of beer, well, I already told you guys that one last time. Yeah. So what's your second memory? <laughs> okay. My good memory of beer. Oh, there you go. I like that. Yeah, totally. So the first time I think that I was maybe not quite 21, and my friend bought beer. He was 21. Good. And it was Hogarden. And it came with the little foil tops. And we opened that Hogarden, and it was the fanciest beer ever, because my previous beer had only been PBR. (laughs) And- um, Which is still like fancy. Fancy and it won awards, so yeah, it's it's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not it's not, not very fancy. Yeah. <laughs> not not award winning. Yeah, not not award winning. Uh, yeah, that was a great memory. It was a really fun time, and you know, I felt like I was breaking the rules. Yeah, you're so cool. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. How do you follow that up? Yeah, oh, I don't sorry, know. Guys. Yeah. Podcast over. Yeah. Done. <laughs> mic drop. But, but don't drop the mic, please. Okay, I'm Colleen. I am the brewery operations manager at Exhibit A Brewing in Framingham. Um, my first beer, I was about four or five. <laughs> it's a nice, good old days. nice sip of Jenny Cream Ale <laughs> off Dad's lap. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Nice. That green can slaps. I don't yeah. know. There's no foil. It's really not. <laughs> yeah. Um, my first like actual memory of beer, though, I was 15 at a Christmas party with my family and a bunch of families. And we stole a case, a of, whole case of Guinness Draft, <laughs> nice. and left with it. How'd you feel the and morning got, after? And got shit faced yeah. on Guinness Draft, and it was awful, yeah. <laughs> just awful. Yeah. Nothing says Happy Birthday, Jesus, like Stanley. Like <laughs> 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 uh, <clears throat> I'm Mel. Uh, I am the general manager of Night Shift Brewing uh, Taproom and Owls Nests. Uh, similar to Colleen, I guess, like, you know, my family has, is Hispanic, so there's, like, at any family gathering, there's, like, beer all over the place. Herejia, specifically, it's, like, the El Salvadorian lager. Um, but I think my first memory of being able to, like, purchase beer on my own, and I'm just like, yeah, this is beer. Uh, I was living in New York at the time, and it was a bodega, because they sell everything, you know, it's the one right across from my, from my house. And it was a, a 40 of Valentine. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Big, it had a big green bottle. And I was like, yeah. Like $2.99. Not even. Oh, yes. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to bring this upstairs and I'm going to drink it. And that's it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love it. And, uh, well, yeah. Good times. Good times. So talk about the scholarship that you were all um, awarded. Yeah, for sure. So... 
Pink Boots. I'm sure your listeners know what it is, but it's an organization that organizes scholarships and then grants them to women in the beer industry. So a lot of the scholarships, like you kind of mentioned, are brewing-related, and brewing specifically, a lot of dudes do it, not a lot of women do it, so it's awesome. It, ge- it gives women an opportunity to learn um, about how to make the beer. And a lot of women in our area have won scholarships and done awesome things and learned a lot about beer. But Yeah, the Boston Pink Boots is like the best one. Yeah, yeah. In my opinion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, truly, Boston raises more money um, than any other chapter for these scholarships and then is able to award more scholarships than like any other chapter. Yeah. So that's awesome. Um, this course, I feel like uh, I'd really been putting a bug in the ear of the scholarship you know, committee because I'm not a brewer and I love drinking beer, but I don't really ever want to make the beer. But Pink Boots, as it's like kind of growing and more people are getting involved, it involves a lot of taproom staff and a lot of managers. And there's just, there is more to know and there is more about being like a better person at your brewery or a better employee than just making beer. So um, when when this course kind of like came around and was picked for a scholarship, I was super stoked because it's about being a leader and anyone can be a leader and you can brew awesome beer and also be a great leader and you can not brew beer at all and, and be a great leader. So yeah, this course um, was maybe one of the first courses, no stats, like I have absolutely no knowledge about that. <laughs> the first course that I was interested in that was focused on non production and um it seemed like a really awesome opportunity like as a manager to become a better manager and uh hopefully gain some skills that would make my life easier some sweet skills sweet skills (laughs) (laughs) yeah so this course was offered through ecor now which is their um online like adjunct school i guess it's like harvard extension yeah yeah exactly thanks yeah yeah so um it was totally online it was Uh, You could do it at your own pace. It covered a bunch of different aspects of being a great leader. And um, we three applied and won the scholarship. Awesome. Yeah. (laughs) And we're here today because part of winning a scholarship is all about paying it forward. Um, So sharing the information that we learned and trying to pass it on. I noticed you said leadership, but you never had the other words of leadership in beer, correct? So this was not just a beer-centric course. Yeah, actually. It wasn't at all. It was just women in leadership. Women in leadership. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, Yeah, so that's something we'll we'll touch on a little bit um, as we continue to talk. But this course comprised of women in all different industries. So they're like cops and teachers and nurses and administrators and and us. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I know personally I hated applying for scholarships because it seems like it's more work than it actually has (laughs) than it actually is. Can you talk about the application process? We have a lot of women in beer who listen to our podcast, and I'm not sure if they are, you know, nervous to submit a scholarship or it's like, I'll never get picked. I mean, that was always my thing, like, I'll never get picked. Um, I think it's kind of easier recently, too, but, um, yeah, definitely speak on that. Uh, Yeah, it's actually really interesting in Pink Boots. I used to work alongside one of the women that was on the scholarship committee, and as Britt said, we have more scholarships at Pink Boost Boston than any other chapter in the country, which is really rad. Um, but there's a big issue of women just not applying for scholarships. And so there were, <clears throat> excuse me, so many scholarships when I was working alongside this woman that she would talk about how 
I can't get people to apply. And she would just be like hollering at women constantly because she has this, this money that's set aside for this scholarship and there are just no women applying. It's kind of like a use it or lose it kind of Exactly, yeah. exactly. And so I would really encourage women just apply. You know, I, I hear what you're saying and I agree. Like so often we're like, oh, I'm never going to get that. I'm not going to apply. Well, we have the money, so apply for the scholarship. It's there. And, and you know, if we don't have somebody that signs up, nobody's going to use it. And interestingly, our scholarship, I found out after we were awarded it, there were nine women that applied, Wow! which is bonkers. So the fact that the three of us got it is actually really commendable for us. And um, so one, take your scholarship, your application seriously, but apply for the scholarship. You're never going to get it if you don't try. And so many of them are phenomenal and women just don't apply. And it ends up not getting awarded, which is such a bummer. Yeah, many of them are like Boston specific. Right. Like they have them set aside. So someone from Boston chapter will get it, but you have to, you don't have to apply. I'm actually one of those women that actually was not planning on applying at all. It was a friend of mine that, you know, tagged me in it in like when the, um, when there was like the Facebook post and like yeah. sending it to me and she's like, you should apply, you should apply. And I wasn't even considering it at all at the time, which is, <laughs> yeah, so I actually didn't know that there were nine women that applied for the role, so it just makes me even more grateful. Yeah, great job. That I, <laughs> yeah, that I, uh, that I was awarded it because I, and once, you know, I said, I looked up the application process and just to see, you know, what, you know, what it was because <clears throat> it was, I was like, I've, you know, I had graduate, you know, I went to college and I had scholarships and like, the process is so time consuming yeah. and you have to get like letters of recommendation, which I did get. It and sucks. You can just say it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I, I, I looked at the course and I saw what it offered and it, I was in, um, I was in a, in the beginning stages of a, uh, a transition point in my career. And I looked at it as an opportunity to really help me, uh, to you know, get me through that transition. Definitely. And uh, I was super grateful. And when I, you know, I, I got a rec letter of recommendation from my boss, and it was beautifully beautifully written. Like I was just like, "Are you sure this is about me?" <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I sent that in. And the um, when I got the scholarship, I like the first person I told was actually my friend who Aww. recommended it to me. Yeah. yeah. Before I even like, <laughs> not before I told my mom. But like it was like my mom and then her and, yeah. then, like, and then the rest of my friends and now everyone That's awesome. and, that, yeah. and now, yeah. now everyone knows. World knows. Um, so the, you mentioned this course was at your leisure, so you could do it whenever you want. Was that something that was like kind of great to take away from the distraction of COVID? You were like, oh, the world kind of sucks right now, but now I can do this course to have a mm. little distraction. <laughs> I see yeses. So I see yeah. maybe not. I, for, me, for me, it was. I liked the the. Um, because uh, even though we, it was during COVID, I, I was still very busy. I was still working full time yeah. at the time. So, you know, having not having, a, you know, a set time that I had to be in class. And, you know, it was kind of just like the class opened on, I think it was Sunday night. And then all work was done by Monday at midnight the following week. So having that, you know, the that flexibility to, you know, you just have to get all that coursework done in that in that time period. Yeah. So that was really helpful for me because, you know, I, we all have different, different work schedules. And, you know, so for me, being able to get work done at like 10 o'clock at night, like that's perfect for me because yeah. like I work in hospitality, you know, management. So, we, you know, the late hours is, 
you know, whatever. So you're up anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good for you to be able to do it at 1030 at night. I'm in yeah. bed. I am in bed. I was the opposite. I was like, okay, today I'm going to wake up at like 8 a.m. and Ooh. bang out this coursework. And the, the, the good thing is like, like Mel said, so you had like, you had two weeks, uh, I guess like 13 days t- for each section of the course. And you could do it all in one day and then go back and read the other comments or discussions or whatever. Or you could do an hour here, an hour here, an hour here. And it, it was yeah. like a super easy little user platform. Yeah. Um, but pretty essential to be like, you can do it whenever you want because yeah, exactly. You work in hospitality, yeah. Yeah, and, it, and like I said, it was, you know, women from all sorts of industries. So the only way I think they could have attracted enough interest was by letting it be like totally at your leisure. Right, right, yeah. And there were a lot of people, I think there was like, each session had anywhere between 25 to 40 women taking oh, the course. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So That's they, awesome. Yeah. Before we get into what you guys learned from it, uh, we have a word from our amazing sponsors. Take it away, sound guy Ryan. Did you know that your favorite Massachusetts breweries use hops from a local family-owned hop farm right here in Massachusetts? Our friends over at Four Star Farms are there for you, whether you're a commercial brewery or a small batch home brewer. Make sure to head over to their website today and get your hands on some of the best and freshest hops available locally. Cheers. At our local homebrew shop, Beer and Wine Hobby, you can get everything you need to make beer, wine, cider, cheese, and more. Not sure where to start? They have knowledgeable staff there to help. Beer and Wine Hobby is family-owned and located in Danvers, Massachusetts. Visit their website, beer-wine.com, and use our promo code BRUITS for 10% off your online order today. Shirts on Tap is the box subscription service for craft beer lovers. Each month, Shirts on Tap partners up with seven different breweries from across the country and collaborates on a sweet custom shirt design. We've been teamed up with Shirts on Tap since the inception of the podcast and are proud to announce a new promo code for all of our listeners. To get your first shirt for $5 off, go to the link in our description below and use the promo code. And remember, drink better beer, wear better shirts. All right, so we were just discussing what calendar we're going to do for breweries, and... We got some cool ideas. I just thought of, like, the dogs of breweries, but you don't want to hear the other options that we had. <laughs> but, um... They sounded like winners to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, real original ones. <laughs> so, uh, before we were, we were talking about what, what did you learn, and, and was it... Oh, wouldn't you guys like to know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Listen, what I, were your takeaways? Yeah, what were your takeaways? <laughs> I, don't, I can't take the course, so I want to know. <laughs> I want to be a better leader. So. Take it away. Okay, it's my turn. <laughs> um, so this course had this, I don't know how to say it. This course had six courses. Sessions. Oh, sessions. sessions. Were, I called them sessions. Good. Thank you. Um, there were six sessions. They were each two weeks, as was mentioned previously. 
And I think that the three of us all had different favorites, which is very convenient for this conversation. Um, Not planned at all. <laughs> so the first one that we did was on personality types, and that was my favorite, which was great because I was really excited when we started, and then it was a real <laughs> bummer because then I was bored out of my mind. Um, wah, but, wah. but yeah, the first the first section was about personality types, and I think for me this was really interesting because I am I'm a brewer by trade. I now do production, run production, um, so I'm not brewing so much, but. My experience is unique compared to Britt and Mel's because they work on the hospitality side, which is much more lady-driven. The brewing side, traditionally, is much more male-populated. And so the personality types, we went through Myers-Briggs and like all the standard things, so it wasn't anything totally mind-blowing, but it talked about a lot about personalities based on gender, and so they were doing a lot of comparative side-by-side of stereotypically women are this way and stereotypically men are this way, and when you are trying to manage and lead within that space, you should be aware of these dimensions. And so it really got me thinking because I'm very often the only woman in the room. Um, And while I was taking this course, uniquely, Exhibit A's production staff was 50% women. Uh, It no longer is. Katie has moved on to Allagash, and Kenzie is now at Down East, which they're doing great. That's a great thing. So I'm, again, the only woman in production. But um, in trying to take away these gender things and these personality things for my position, um, I've been trying to find ways to lead more effectively. And so it kind of just put a lens on the whole thing for me that has allowed me to look at my employees differently. So rather than managing from like a task-based or production-driven perspective, I'm trying now to take all of my employees and see them for what their personality is and to kind of analyze them within that space. Like, are they this way because they're a dude? Probably not. I don't really like go by those sorts of roles, but... Um, I'm trying to engage with them differently so that I can individually manage each of them more effectively so as a whole our production team is more effective and more efficient and that has been a really phenomenal thing for me to watch like it was a huge stretch initially because I'm very efficiencies driven I'm very direct like I'm like let's do this thing and so now I try like months later have taken all these things that I took from this course and There was another course that talked a lot about emotional intelligence, and so like mixing that in with the whole thing. I am now engaging with my staff individually, and our whole scene has shifted. Like the way that we vibe off of each other now is bonkers, and the way that I even see like the dudes communicating with each other based on how they are and how their dynamics are different and the way that they engage with people is different. I just feel like they're seeing each other and I'm seeing them and that's a really phenomenal thing. I feel like we're all kind of jiving together and that our production team has just become way more successful in in getting the shit done and making good beer. And that's been super rewarding and it was 100% because of this course, just getting me to look at the thing and say, whoa, Humans aren't all the same. <laughs> oh, no. So, Mind blown. <laughs> so maybe I should, like, take that and lead with that and manage people differently, and it's been kind of cool. Especially with, like, production, too, because I feel like that's such, like, a dull, quote-unquote, right, position right. in the brewing, the brewery, right? So being able to take that and, like, 
that's that's awesome. I think. Yeah. So like, I don't know. It's been really cool. It's been really really cool. Nice. Yeah. Creating a healthy ecosystem. Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. It's very important. Yeah, and it's interesting because a lot of my experience, like men get into brewing and they don't necessarily think about the whole thing having to work and managing people right. and and I have like had to de- deal with that in a way that has been really problematic for me and so I think to feel like we're all engaging with each other because we're humans and because we have personalities and we care about each other it I don't, it just feels nice yeah I don't know it's cool yeah it is cool Mel, so, what did you Yeah, learn? who wants to uh, <laughs> I'm go for mayor? <laughs> yeah. Um, so for me, I I think the the session that uh, impacted me the most was the uh, negotiation skills. Uh, so I mentioned earlier about how when I was applying for this course, I was in I was in the beginning stages of a transition point in my career. So I used to be the assistant general manager of um, the taproom and Owl's Nest. Uh, and for those that don't know, like we have, that's basically running. A bajillion locations. Yeah, <laughs> we have a lot. <laughs> so, you know, I, I was in that role for a while and I, I've been in hospitality for 15 years at least. And it's, um, I was in that point where, you know, I was thinking, okay, this is, this is basically like, this is, this is what I'm doing. This yeah. is, you know, it, 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 it's always been that, that it's always been the industry that paid my bills. You know, it got me through mm-hmm. school and you know, all that, all that stuff. Cause like I went to school for biochemistry thinking I'd be in a lab forever. Cool. Look at me now. <laughs> That's like Ryan. I went to school for sound engineering. You're, yeah. you're just doing it at a podcast. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, and you know, but yeah, I've always worked front of house and uh, I've done management jobs here and there. Uh, but I, never really intended to end up in this career path but you know it wasn't until I transitioned to breweries that I really found you know that niche area that I really loved working in so um, when this uh, uh, scholarship came you know came across yeah came out I don't know know, like across my desk (laughs) I have no idea I was sent to you every 10 minutes (laughs) friends. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I was thinking like, this is, this is something I definitely want to do. I want to, you know, commit to this, this career path and just like really grow. And I, I didn't go to school for hospitality management, like a bunch of other people that I know did. And, you know, I kind of just like learned it like from the streets kind of, you know, like I did the legwork and, uh, you know what I mean? But I didn't, you know, I didn't take you did it in like, New York, so like I feel like that's like a whole different animal. <laughs> you think <laughs> you th- it's like oh, yeah, it definitely is a different animal over there. But yeah, it's um, you know, so I, I realized I needed to take whatever steps I needed to fill in the the gaps of my um, education, you know, because I had the front of house like working experience and what I'd learned from restaurants that I've worked in, um, and I wanted to do whatever I could do to really propel me and then this scholarship came around and I was just like it's just you know I realized I was like this is this is definitely like a sign I definitely need to you know take these opportunities as they come my way while I'm you know making these um these these choices about my career so I applied and I got it and I was great oh I'm sorry so (laughs) cut that (laughs) so (laughs) the negotiation skills the um one of the things that I realized while I was taking that session is you know, we had to do uh, one of the, you know, there's the lectures and the readings, but there's also like a few um, 
questionnaires to that you can complete during the session like the little practice yeah like the practice things exactly and one of the, and it gives you the results afterwards and it's like if you answered yes to x amount or whatever you know yeah. something like that and i realized during that exercise that i advocate more for i advocate more for people than i do for myself mm-hmm. and whenever it comes to negotiating for like uh, you know for other people i put my whole all my energy into it because yeah. you know if they're a quality employee and i've done this you know throughout my entire management life you know life that you know anytime that there was someone that was really deserving of something you know You'd advocate for them absolutely yeah. yeah absolutely and i would you know if it's something that they deserved and they needed assistance and guidance i would be there for them but i didn't do that for myself and it's that's tough to do for yourself. It is. Oh, it's, it, it's very tough. Yeah. And, it, you know, the um, there were definitely, you know, the, the course definitely broke down the, the gender differences. And apparently, like, women, you know, don't advocate for themselves. They don't ask as much for, you know, what they des- truly deserve mm-hmm. uh, because they don't want to come across as greedy and, right. you know, all these, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I was, and I had never considered that that was something that I was doing to myself never did that ever, <laughs> right. you know but right. then I realized because I you know in that process I was applying for the I was especially in that manager. situation yeah we're going through that exactly yeah I was <laughs> in the process of you know applying for the general manager role and you know we uh you know it was offered externally as well as well as internally and I you know I was thinking you know like I I really do not only do I want to do this, I know that I can do this. And, wow. you know, saying that and you realizing, I'm like, I have to, I have to prove that I can, not yeah. just to like other people, but also to myself. And I have to like admit that to myself. And as strongly as I advocate for, you know, my staff, whenever, you know, they're trying to, you know, either move on to another, another role or, you know, learn something, I have to put that same amount of energy in myself. And that's something I didn't realize I wasn't doing until this session came across which that was my biggest takeaway. And then, you know, I, I do like to think that that definitely contributed to how I prepared for the interview and, and everything for definitely. the general manager role. And then I, I got it. <laughs> I was very yeah. happy. <laughs> you, you gave me goosebumps. Did I? <laughs> I was like, oh, such a great Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. The build up. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a huge, well, we yeah. had like a group text going through yeah. this whole course. Yes. And when Mel was like, go. <laughs> I, I want it. it. <laughs> oh. Yeah, and um, That's yeah, so great. yeah, and um, yeah. I was, you know, super, like, super proud and super happy, and uh, you know, still. I mean, I introduced myself as the general manager, Ooh. so like, spoiler, <laughs> like, people. Hopefully, yes. I don't know if they caught on, but yeah, I did get the job. Oh, you did. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> I've been doing it She's for a while now. Famous. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. So that that was definitely the biggest takeaway. Um, for me from that role uh, but a little bit to uh, similar to what Colleen t- talked about about the emotional intelligence that was something that I, it was that was a, a term phrase that I had never heard about before and I realized that so I have a staff of 56 people and that's of that's you know, huge for, yeah it, I was going to say that like it seems like you have way more like a way less I mean I couldn't believe it. Yeah, no. (laughs) I actually counted. I was like, how many people do I actually manage? And I was like, yeah. And that's including, you know, everyone from my door staff all the way up to my assistant general manager. Yeah. You know, like all of that. Because I have seasonal staff. And, you know, I'm the hiring manager. So I know, like, 
the emotional intelligence when I uh, I didn't realize that that was something that I actually had a, a pretty high emotional intelligence. I'm not exactly sure how it's measured, but because uh, I have to be able to manage and uh, connect with all of these people because right. right. everyone's different and you, they all ma- are managed differently. Mm-hmm. You know, the way that you communicate, f- you know, any type of feedback is, you know, really important based on their personalities. But, um, you know, I, for me, I, I've been with this company for so long that, you know, even when I'm hiring seasonal staff, I, I'm always, I'm not just looking to put bodies in positions because, you know, yeah. all these people were so close and we work so hard together. And I realized I was like, oh, I, I, I think that I actually have a pretty high emotional intelligence because I, to be able to communicate with all these people and, you know, we have a very high retention rate. And I think that, for sure. I like to think that the emotional IQ that I have attributes to that not tested probably obviously I'm yeah. hoping it does <laughs> tested, but yeah. it was. that would be amazing so. you're, only, you're really like only as good as your staff I mean I've gone to some breweries I'm not gonna name names but I mean like it's like the staff it just seems like they're there you know cashing a check and like a hairy brush or yeah, like a hairy <laughs> brush. yeah. dirty hairbrush yes. you know some brown guacamole you know, it's, yeah and like everyone has off days yeah. you know but you know I, th- I think um yeah, having that connection with uh, with the staff is is really important for sure. in, in management, especially in hospitality management. Um, you know, I, I, for anyone that has experience in restaurants, which is where my entire you know I've been in breweries. This is my fifth year at Night Shift, and that's all. Out of fifteen, yeah. Years. So it's like yeah. my whole life has been restaurants. Wow. And it's it, that's all I've known. And for those that come from that, they know it's like. It's, can you swear on this? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's the fucking worst. <laughs> There's like, you know, like people like treat you like shit and like they, you know, you're, you know, they expect you to like, just like be like giving your blood, sweat and tears for, you know, this company that doesn't give a shit about you. And, you know, they, everyone should work in the hospitality industry for like one week and then they would fix like (laughs) all the problems. Uh, Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Cause you get treated like trash and, you know, transitioning into breweries. That's where like, I feel like where I really found my home and, um, yeah. Well, good luck. Couple, uh, that was amazing. So two amazing yeah, stories. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. wow. Yikes. Um, <laughs> um, well, let's see. Mouse said a few things that I wanted to say. I'm so sorry. Oh, she's so <laughs> yeah. no, no. I did warn that I was chatty. Yeah. No, the thing that Mouse said that I wanted to say, too, is like, this course kind of seemed like, yeah, like just this little gift. Like, I've been um, managing at Remnant since we opened. I was assistant manager at another larger brewery before that. I ran a catering company for a little while, so like been in a management position for a while, but like I didn't go to school for that. Yeah. I went to school for Spanish and archaeology. Duh. Hell yeah. Donde están las rocas? We would have been friends in college. Yeah. That would have been yes. dope. <laughs> so it is, it is weird, like you... You know, like Mel said, like you realize you have this high emotional intelligence and what this course kind of taught us was like women tend to have a higher emotional intelligence because they like care about people mm-hmm. and men, Don't. male leaders <laughs> yeah, yeah. tend to have a lower emotional intelligence and will kind of steamroll people to get what they want done, which is the better way, you know? Yeah. And like we're sitting here telling you like emotional intelligence is the better <laughs> way. Whatever, it's our way. Yeah. Um, and... Like, I didn't have a word for what that is. It's just like, yeah, I listen to people, and then I try to, like, make them happy. That's emotional intelligence. (laughs) Oh, okay. Good to know. (laughs) um, Yeah. I really was excited about this course because I didn't take any hospitality or, like, like like 
HR or managing people courses and it seemed like I'm at a place in my career where I should know how to do that. <laughs> So the good thing is that I feel like the course did reinforce a lot of things that I feel like I already am doing pretty well. And it really tried to like break down some things that I know, I know where I can improve. So the thing that I took away, like the piece that, that I'm still sitting with and trying to like kind of repeat as a mantra to myself is about feedback and how important feedback is to not only like to correct a thing, like we think about feedback, it's like someone did something wrong, give them feedback that that yeah. was wrong. Did you guys talk about like yeah. different types of feedback, like general specific, I don't want to steal your. your no, 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 Oh, you're so excited about the feedback. <laughs> well, listen, I worked at Apple for like a million years and I know like certain, it's all psychology of thinking of how to like talk to people, so. Totally, well, so the, the like, the most boiled down thing that I, like I said, like I try to keep repeating to myself is like, don't protect people from feedback they really need and would help them. And that is something for me, I'm kind of like, I'll watch my staff, like, I don't know, have an interaction that was sort of awkward or do something in a way that I wouldn't do. It's not like it's gonna make or break the day. It's not like it's a terrible disaster. That's my experience. But if it could make their job easier, like just give them that feedback. It might make me uncomfortable, and it always does. Like I hate always. telling people always what they're doing wrong. <laughs> but if it makes, if it's something that they deserve because it will make them better at their job, like that—that's the baseline. And you're almost doing them a disservice if was, they don't. I was right? going to say it's yeah. a good way to think about it. Like you're helping them, right? Yeah, yeah. and that's how I've really tried to like place that to myself and that like like I said that is a, my biggest takeaway from this course that I'm like I need to make everyone better at their job and this is how I get to do it yeah <laughs> um do you find us though with delivering feedback it's mm -hmm. better to deliver feedback with like a positive intent right like oh yeah right, cool. oh yeah, yeah, yeah this yeah, course yeah. talked all about compliment sandwich oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, <don't know>. Delicious. <laughs> I feel like well, we all talk about compliment sandwiches um something else that was kind of cool is like this course tried to teach us that different generations of individuals kind of want different feedback. So with feedback, if someone's doing a great job, you're like, oh, whatever, they're, f they're fine. We don't need to talk, they're doing a great job every day. But this course was kind of like, well, one of the things it said, it wasn't kind of like it just said. Uh, <laughs> this is fact. <laughs> this is fact, yeah. That especially like millennials are in this permanent feedback loop of social media and constant reinforcement. Validation validation that those people on your staff constantly want to receive some sort of feedback. And if they're not getting it, they'll think they're doing something wrong or their job performance will just deteriorate because they don't feel seen or challenged. Mm, yeah. And that, I was kind of like, oh, wait, I have to tell people who are doing a good job that they're doing a good job? Don't they just know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just walk around the brewery now and say, you're doing great. <laughs> and every once in a while, I get Love back it. a, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> You're doing nothing great. Great job. Yeah. Yeah, so that was, a, that was like an interesting little part. And um, it definitely talked about like just feedback culture. And, you know, as a leader, we can create a positive feedback culture by being consistent, by giving feedback clearly and not kind of like hey I'd really like you to do this but like sometimes maybe not all the time and like but you're fine <laughs> yeah. 
oh, okay, cool. <laughs> right. So just like, got it. So, I mean, that feels like kind of common sense. But even as I say, I'm like, I probably do that to my staff. I'm like, you're doing, it's okay. But like, I'd actually, you could do it like this instead. And I feel like it's made me second think. Like, what do I need? What is the, what is the goal? Have you seen your staff give feedback to others now because you've implemented this new behavior? No. But <laughs> is that something you want to happen? Not really. I mean, we have such a small team yeah. that yeah. it's kind of, you know, I am the leader. Yeah. And the rest of the staff is really like peers. I mean, we have, I am working on building up to leadership, uh, you know, some other folks. But what I am hoping for is just like, that, that when I question myself, what do I need to say? How can I say it? This is what I'm thinking of. I'm thinking, be direct, be concise. Do they, de- do they deserve to hear this feedback? Because it will make them better at their job? Then like, I don't know. It's something that has always made me so uncomfortable and it was the part of the course that I was most excited about. And I think that it's given me a few tools like internally to try and cut to the chase and say what people need to hear and solve tiny, tiny problems. Yeah. Luckily, any of the problems that I have are pretty tiny. Yeah. <laughs> Feels good. So You're doing a great job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so before we go into what you feel as though makes a good leader, we have a word from our amazing sponsors. <laughs> Take it away, sound guy Ryan. Wee. <laughs> are you a solo artist, band, podcaster, or anyone else who needs recording services? Well, we got a place for you where your vision can become a reality. Welcome to Small Pond Studios, built by hand with heart and sweat equity by musicians for musicians. Go to smallpondstudios.io to reach out to get more information. And make sure you let them know that Barut sent you. Hey, Sound Guy Ryan here. Didn't know if you heard, but we're a part of the Hopped Up Network. There you'll find other informative podcasts about beer. So go ahead, follow them on social media, and visit them on their website, hoppedupnetwork.com, to learn more about the people, beer, and breweries from around the country. And until next time, thanks for listening. Cheers. So we're back, and uh, we teased this question on the outro of the last sponsor bump. But what in a in a in one word, if or you can, a sentence. or a sentence, <laughs> because I don't think I could do a whole one word. Like I really couldn't. Uh, what is your belief that makes a good leader? Uh, for me, I'm gonna say to be intentional about whether it, no matter what it, what your decision, the feedback, anything, but just to have intention uh yeah yeah i am going to say that you have to like practice what you preach you have to damn that's a good one i know <laughs> i know that's like snaps okay to that. more than one sentence <laughs> it just feels so basic but like if you don't believe in what you're asking of your people your staff will see through you yeah and if you don't speak in a way that can connect with the people that you're talking to no one will care what you have to say. Yeah. Snaps to that, like you said. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's great, Britt, because that's what I was going to say. <laughs> I said you can't say what I say. Um, I'm going to put my own spin on this Ooh. because I work in a very hands-on environment. Um, to me, 
a good leader does. They do what they want to see, and they are in the trenches with their people. When it's shitty, it's shitty for them too. When it's great, it's great for everybody. And if the leader is not there experiencing all of it, it's garbage. Agreed. Wait, I want to go again. <laughs> oh, I, w- I wanted to add, like, oh I, absolutely, I absolutely agree. Let's just keep this going. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And it's like, you know, for production and then, like, on the hospitality side, like, for, you know, my staff, they know building out the owl's nests, it is dirty and mm-hmm. you don't know if it's a bruise or dirt on your legs. And, like, I'm or there. Or rat shit. Yeah, or shit. <laughs> yeah, goose poop. Goose poop. Oh, yeah, and, it, yeah, same. So I definitely will second that. Uh, it's, you know, definitely, you know, that, that I agree. That'll be my second sentence, Ooh. you know, because I, I my I, sentence, bitch. I my second <laughs> sentence. I said. <laughs> I fully acknowledge that that was yours, uh, but yeah, yeah, for sure, because you know, it, you, you got to be down there and you got to be in it. Like she said, in the trenches. For sure. Because then they'll they'll know that they know. Then they know that you're in it and. They're not alone. Yeah, right, you're not just telling exactly. them what to yeah, do. Wow. You yeah. are experiencing it with them. So. Yeah, I feel like what this course taught or tried to teach us is also like we exist in a world that has a lot of expectations and um we're gonna continue to talk about this but um great segue yeah this this course was very grounded in current gender stereotypes Mm, and so the the like what makes a great leader expecting to be challenged. And like some of the stuff in this course was like, if you're a woman, everyone wants you to be really super nice. And so if you're a manager and you're not super nice, no one's gonna like you. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, okay, okay. Erica so it's never been nice to me. And I, explain. <laughs> I hate everyone. So as a I manager, that's a you problem. Eric has yeah, no. only ever been nice to me. No, yes, Eric is nice to me, right? <laughs> as as a I guess if you are new to management and you are a woman and you're kind of like oh oh why don't people like me anymore it's because you're telling them what to do and they're not used to it from a female mm. like that is kind you're of my mom yeah <laughs> that's kind of some of the stuff that this course really tried to make us acknowledge like we live in a world that is I mean, we're so lucky to live here in Massachusetts where everyone can be whomever they want to be. And a lot of people are just like, cool. (laughs) But we live in a world that is based on stereotypes and is based on expectation. And people expect women to behave a certain way and people expect men to behave a certain way. And then when that comes to leadership, I think we can all look inside us and be like, well, if my manager said a sentence this way and they were a man, I would say, oh, okay, I'll do it that way. But if they were a woman, would you feel the same way? You know, if, if someone says, you have to do this. I need this done by 5 p.m. Right. And this course got us to, I think, just acknowledge a little bit that, you know, like, like we've all said, Colleen and Mel, when you're communicating with someone, you need to acknowledge their method of receiving that communication and how they were uh what did the course said this word a ton um socialized yeah how Mm -hmm. have you been socialized to expect your upbringing yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and and like i mean to be honest all of our upbringing is has been in a pretty gendered world where like for sure 
dad yells at you, but then also like buys you ice cream. (laughs) And mom like yells at you, but then also gives you hugs. Yeah. It's also like varied backgrounds though too. She does like nicely. I don't know. (laughs) Well, I was going to say like varied backgrounds. Like I had no dad. It was just mom yelling at me and giving me ice cream. So it's like, you know. Best of both worlds? Yeah, Yeah, my dad never bought me ice cream. Same. My dad bought me a bicycle and then he (laughs) drove his car over it. Accidentally. That's another episode of the podcast. (laughs) Stay tuned for more. Uh, Brittany lost her mic coming up her bike next week. (laughs) But anyway, so we we were all like we all obviously gained from this podcast. We all got something to take away and something that we're using. I like it. Oh yeah, yeah. (laughs) No, we're saying the things they're gaining from the podcast. Yeah. This podcast us. is the best day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you. But the course, yeah, yeah. So we all gain things. We're using them in our day to day. I only um, took the course so I could be on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, and so some, we wanted to talk a little bit about like, you know, not just what did we learn, but kind of like, I don't know, the pros and the cons of yeah. this course. Because we, you know, like we talked about, it's super easy to apply for a Pink Boots scholarship and we want people to. Um, but we want people to also be realistic about what they are going to face, perhaps. Yeah. So, what are, what are they? Yeah. So, what are some of the yeah. pros? What are some of the cons? I don't think I wrote any down, but we I'm didn't. Oh no. Um, <laughs> I, I just I'll segue off of that. Um, so, part of the requirements oh. for this course is called what we call pay it forward. So, we are supposed to be presenting someone to something to the women of brewing that they can take away and learn from our experience, right? So we talked about all that shit, which is great. Um, It wasn't shit, it was wonderful. But but I would like to say to the women in production um, at all the levels, see yourself and know that that is okay. You are likely surrounded by men and men stereotypically are very different from women. And sometimes that's true and sometimes that's not. But I don't, I'm tired of women feeling small because they are alone in a space. And I just really encourage you to stand in that and recognize that maybe you are different, but that's not problematic. And that you can find a way to engage with the men that you work with and the men that manage you and still be yourself and move into whatever your career in brewing is supposed to be by holding on to that thing. that's something that I'm trying to do as a manager is to create a space that that's happening for all people that work under me, but for the women in Pink Boots, Pink Boots Boston, whoever is listening to this podcast, it's a real thing. Just hold on to that and find a space for yourself and, and don't give up. And if you get run over, then fucking walk away. Find a different brewery because there are breweries out there that will create space for you and want you to be there and are trying to create cultures of positive space for all humans, regardless of gender or race, et cetera. Um, that is my pay it forward to the women of brewing. Ooh, damn, I'm inspired. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say a pro from this course is that both Mel and Colleen got promotion. Yeah. Woo. But kind of hard to follow that up. Sorry. Over. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of the, one of the things that we thought was interesting about this course is that 
we all work in hospitality, but women who took this course work in all fields. Yeah. So yeah. I think I mentioned this. There were like there was a woman who was like a, a police captain. There were a bunch of teachers and various educators. There were people who worked in like hospital complexes, and you're kind of like, oh, a nurse. No, they work like in these massive machines of hospitals. Yeah, that uh, that's Dang. definitely something that. So part of the way that this course was these like sessions were structured is you know there was also like a discussion board so we would you know answer questions right. and based on like whatever you know the, the a lot uh, of the discussions the, were like what is your experience with blah yeah right, like whatever we were focusing on right. that week and you know whether it was like negotiation like feedback anything like that and that I would say that was definitely um, a really big pro that I noticed is because uh, for me, what you know, I would read. There were, like I mentioned, there was, you know, almost like forty, fifty, whatever people, people taking yeah, this, women yeah. taking this course, these courses, and you know, I couldn't read all of them, but you know, I did look at the ones because that you know, people, you know, women were in positions of leadership and you know how they manage their team how they handled those situations that they were in especially like the women that worked in those like high stress environments yeah because you know you know we work in beer and we make beer <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but there are you know there are those definitely high stress and you know situations that we get put in sometimes and I'm always curious to learn like how do people handle these you know like how do they you know when and so that's kind of what I looked at like the way that I, I um, was talking about it to uh, Colleen and Britt was like I looked at the bones you know like mm. the bones of it you know yeah. like I stripped away you know the nurse the nurse job and the hospital or the the precinct or anything like that like the admin where whatever it was and just looked at like the situation and how they handled it whether it was with you know um, guests patients uh, you know whatever right and because handling people is handling people yeah and that, that I, I would say that, that was a pro like having that the varied background of women that were taking these courses I would say was definitely a, a big pro for me yeah yeah big I don't know it's pretty demoralizing to read all these stories of women <laughs> who are like I yeah. am on a board and whenever I have an idea no everybody listens. ignores what I say yeah that and was it, it was actually pretty eye-opening you know I feel really fortunate to be a woman in leadership in my place of work and respected. Yep. Yeah, like definitely. Yeah. Like people listen to what I say. And yeah. if they didn't, I don't know what I would do. I wouldn't <laughs> be able to function. <laughs> yeah. So that was pretty you know, it made it really again made me realize that we're lucky to be here. Yeah. Highlighted the support that we had for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Um and you know, just like all like Mel said, all of those industries deal with we all deal with the same things, which is just like, how do you get your voice heard? How do you make people listen to your voice? And how do we do that while respecting like our colleagues? Some colleagues are super disrespectful and you still have to like work with them. Yeah. Mm. A lot. There were a lot of stories. Yeah. <laughs> All the stories. All the stories. <laughs> um, and then, you know, we wanted to talk about maybe what could be improved yeah. in the course. Yeah. How it can evolve yes. for the next evolution yeah what did you write in that uh, professor evaluation at the end oh there was one for every <laughs> session actually oh, every really? session yeah. was like wow what do you think what do you yeah. rate how is your um, was this the first time they did this oh no, no. this oh, okay. was offered i think on a rolling basis okay every six months okay well it was in person first i think it just recently Probably. like the last two years has been moved to also available okay. online yeah. cool um, pretty cool i never would have done it in person i was gonna, I was gonna yeah, no. we can yeah. get to that yeah Can't go yeah there. that would no. be awful Ooh. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> um, um, can I can I roll with the, yeah, with the cons for sure? Yeah. Okay, so one of the sections that we did not talk about was 
work-life balance, which I was really excited about because I am a work-to-live kind of person, Mm -hmm. not a live-to-work kind of person. And so I'm always, like, looking for better ways to make sure that life is happening and work is also happening, but they're all okay. Um, So that particular section highlighted a problem that was holistically apparent in this course. But um, it is, like, so heteronormative and so gendered, which is tricky, the gender part. Yeah. Um, Because it's a women in leadership course, and so on some level it inherently has to be gendered, right? Except it took gender to a fault and said, this is what you're going to encounter every single time. Okay. And that was really hard for me. It's not our world right now. It, it, (laughs) It gave no room for humans that aren't women to be good. It was pretty rough. Mm-hmm. One thing, one one little tiny positive that I took from that section was like, um, what is work-life balance? And I was like, well, you have a work and then you have a life and your life probably inc- includes planning for your children's childcare, planning to have a child. When are you going to plan for that? Don't put off your career. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like a yeah. yeah. And what about your husband? <laughs> Let's talk about your husband. Is yeah. Your, it was supportive. Oh, Did they take yeah. on half the work? Men only do 10% of the housework. Yeah. I, it might have been closer to like 30, but it wasn't so high. So like the, the, the course is saying like, don't play into stereotypes, but here's a stereotype of you. Like, yeah. yeah. It was, it was With something that none of us yeah. were able to. Bad. Yeah. We all, yeah. we all were just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> the only part that I was like, oh, I'm going to have to think about that someday was like elder care. Yeah. Right. We all do uh, have parents, yep. I think. I That's, think. And yeah. it's like, that is part of work-life balance. Like, do you have to, do your parents live with you? Do right. you have to plan for their care? But it was kind of like, wait, I thought work-life balance was like going to a yoga class. That's, that's, right. that's, that's, that's my initial that's thought, thing, right? It wasn't like, about you at all. Like, Correct. It, it was all about the tertiary things like, yeah. of the life Which that you have. Which should be discussed. It's like the whole mental thing, right? Mental health and everything else. Like, How do, None how do of you that. deal with that? Yeah, Incorporating something that actually has to do with self and not right. the external right. factors in your life. Yeah. yeah. And I guess, you know, we should all say not to discount those people who want to be mothers and are absolutely I mean, it was interesting to be like oh someone would not take a promotion because they want to be a mom i can't comprehend yeah <laughs> but that was like legit a, yeah. a little yeah. section it was like don't sell yourself short you deserve that promotion right yeah it felt like literally from like 10 to 15 years ago yeah or 20 to i was 30. gonna say or yeah. Even yeah. better. I don't yeah. know. I mean, we're so, very lucky to live in Massachusetts. Yeah. <laughs> so a little dated. Yeah, it was yeah. just hard. Yeah. It was very Pretty heteronormative yeah. and very and it was, binary. It, it was, and, yeah, yeah, it was very, yeah, for sure. Very, uh, definitely not, could def, the course definitely needed to be updated a little bit. Yeah. Um, one of the other cons. Um, Come on, or the things, <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Get one with of, it. One of the other things that I did notice that I wanted to, I would, you know, the way that I'm looking at it is, it could it can evolve it could evolve, and uh, you know I put this in my feedback for the course. Is um, so there was we talked about uh, I forget which one of you talked about the feedback based on um, the generations. Oh yeah, it was you right? Oh yeah, right. yeah, uh, yeah. So you know it ended at millennials, which I, I there's think there's Gen Zs now. Yeah, there's yeah. Gen Zs mm-hmm. Gen Zs now, and it, it talked about how to feedback your what's before Gen X. 
the baby boomers. Baby boomers don't really want feedback. They think everything's fine. And then yeah. like, Gen and then it was Gen, Gen, no, Gen X and yeah. then millennials. And, you know, for, and we were realized I was like, oh, okay, well I, I'm a millennial and, but my staff is primarily Gen Z. Right. So, right. you know, I, I think that was, an, that was something, and that's something that I mentioned is, you know, this is an opportunity for Cornell to just need, they need to take that step forward yeah. in this next, you know, generational. I mean, that combines with what you were saying as well. There's just so many changes happening now. Yeah. yeah. You need to. Yeah. yeah, they just need a, they just need to update. Yeah, you know, yeah, they need to get they need to get yeah. some um, uh, you know some consultants in there. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think that some of these conversations could have? I know we discussed. It would have you would not have preferred to take this in person, but do you think some of these conversations would have? Um, Come up. Come up if Absolutely. it was with people. Absolutely. Because I think... Yeah, that's in like a lecture setting, I think so. Yeah, because, yeah, you know, we, I, I think that definitely... And just stemming... You know, I only grad... I went to college late, so I only graduated until like 2017. But I was that student that was like, wait a second. Hand up in the <laughs> air. I was like, hold on a second. Like, I have a problem with it. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. wait a second. What about this, this, and this? Oh, you're and the one that was like, I just want to go home and drink beer. <laughs> say something again. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, was, I was that kid in school. Because well, I also was like... I was like 26 years old, yeah, like, like, old, like I was like seven that. years older yeah. than everyone else. Yeah. So I'm like, listen, I'm paying for these courses. <laughs> like yeah. I'm getting every single cent out of this. I'm like, I'm going to be the one raising yes. my hand. And it's like, yes. you know, so, but, um, but yeah, so, you know, maybe, maybe in, in, in person, you know, I, I think virtual was better for where we were in oh. our, in, you know, in our lives. Yeah. Uh, I know it definitely was more beneficial for me. However, you know, in person, we maybe it would have been an opportunity for uh, for us if we were in the course to just be like, hand raised. You, I would say, a good number of things that they discussed. Like, like I said, like uh, if you are female, you are expected to take care. That was kind of a whole little section. Like, mm. females are. Uh, like we are all expected for female leaders to take care, which is like be nurturing, right. be uh, a little more like willing to take the fall or whatever. And male leaders might be a little more take charge. So they're going to just like tell people what to do, not worry about any like negative, um, like not worry about it, look, making them look bad. Yeah. A lot of that is applicable across any industry. It's just like, yeah, that's kind of how people believe in gender sure. yeah. today. But like a lot of the course was not really applicable to our industry, which is like the brewing industry, but more, yeah. I mean, hospitality and brewing. Like Mel and I were saying like a lot of women in hospitality, you know, hotels, restaurant, front of house yeah. and just front of house. It's taking care of people. A lot of women do excel in leadership in, um, in hospitality. Mm. And I feel like this course really was geared toward business kind of. Yeah. Like corporate stuff. Yeah, so like right. male yeah. dominated fields. potentially. Right. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and like, to be fair, I mean, Colleen has said like the brewing yeah. brewing side is extremely male dominated. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if you have anything like that you want to add about like, how those gender roles are yeah expected i'm still sussing that out a little bit based on like the, the course had a lot of questions like you check the box like are you this way are you this way comparing you know male and female gendered stereotypes and very often 
I found that I lean more towards stereotypically male gender stereotypes. That's why we're all leaders. But I am in a very high <laughs> leadership position in a production facility that is predominantly male-dominated in the industry, right? And so if I was not that way, I wouldn't be where I am. Yeah. And so I am still kind of trying to figure out, like, is that okay? Should I have done something That's a good differently? good question. Mm-hmm. You know, and well, it's like an existential crisis. <laughs> right. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Right. Because are you like, at, how did I get here? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are you exhibiting <laughs> this okay? quote unquote male traits because that's what it takes to reach your position? Is this who I position? am? Or yeah. is this my industry? Or have has it just worked because you're very good at what you do? Right. right. And, well, and you're motivated. Well, that's I mean, the thing know. I always wonder. And honestly, like in brewing, I have had more issues managing women than I have men. And I think that that might be because I'm more stereotypically like, this is what we're doing. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. And Take charge. Yeah. And so I think that there have been instances in which I've encountered women that want me to be like softer in my approach which doesn't really work for me. And and so I don't, I don't know, I'm still trying to figure that out. Like that's been one of my biggest challenges as a manager is to, to, to maybe be other than I am. It's really easy to manage people that engage and respond to the way that you naturally manage. And so that's part of what I was saying earlier. Like that's one of my biggest challenges is to see the person and recognize, whoa, they really need something that is not natural to me. Mm-hmm. So how am I going to approach this to actually be a good manager so that I can succeed and they can succeed and our brewery can succeed? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's tricky shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is. Seriously. For sure. I feel like I've gotten, interestingly enough, I've gotten softer, for lack of a better word. Uh, I, I was raised by a single mom who was you know she was the boss at her job and you know always that's at home yeah and yeah. like and well yeah and yeah. like you know she <laughs> she managed a team of like almost like 200 people oh, wow and you know she it was essentially the equivalent of like a catering company but for the airlines mm-hmm. and so she had to be tough like oh, yeah. she was <laughs> tough and that's all I ever saw. So that was my example of how to be. That's just how you're supposed to be, right? Yeah, that's yeah. just like that. That's the only way to be. And yeah. like, people don't like you tough. <laughs> so that's kind of how I, you know, evolved in this in this industry. Yeah. And you know, I kind of a nature versus nurture kind of situation. I, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and like, like psychologists. You know, oh my god. Yeah. I we're diving into it. But it's like, <laughs> yeah. Like, I think like you know, we all we all have different backgrounds of how we're raised and how we get to be to where we are, and then. You know, when I really started getting into management, I always, I always, you know, she had to work hard because it was also a different time for her. Right. You know, and then when I when I was taking the steps into you know where I am to get to where I am now, it it was it's also a different time, and I I would come in with a very, what is considered abrasive, Mm. you know, manner, but I, I realized, you know, there when I realized that everyone has to be managed differently that's when I realized, I'm like, okay, like, there are some people that need the tough love, but there are some people that just need to be, they, everyone just needs to be addressed. Yeah. 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 Right. Everyone wants right. to be seen, everyone wants to be heard. For sure. And, you know, you, they're not just, like, a, you know, a, a number, you know, mm-hmm. on your on your roster or whatever, or, like, on your payroll. Yeah. Fund. Like, they're, you yeah. know, they're, they're personalities, and they're, you know, and in order for, to create a team, you, you know, everyone wants to feel like a team. They want to feel like they're a part of something. And that's the that's something that I think is really important in, you know, women in leadership in these management positions is, you know, like you have to look at your team and 
you know, if you want them to support you, you have to do, you know, what you can to support them. And, you know, yeah, seeing them and hearing them is really important, no matter how many people you have on your, on your team, yeah. you know, whether it's five or f- 55. Right, right. Know? 555. Or, fi- or 555, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. You know, I think, yeah, that, that's... Oh my God, so many fives. <laughs> so many five fives. Million, <laughs> There's no brewery that yeah. big. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. But, well, I'm super humbled by all the stories, and, and I'm yeah. really glad that you guys shared this with us today. And I feel like this can be taken in in any industry. I mean, I feel like this is just important information that will just kind of cross everywhere. Yeah. So. Yeah. We hope so. Yeah. Thank you guys for coming on our podcast. Yeah. I know. Thank you all. I didn't think yeah. I could like your respective breweries even more, but now having this conversation... <laughs> I guess I'm gonna have to come to you guys some more. So cool. you gotta leave Salem sometime. Yeah, <laughs> People think we're sponsored by Notch. It's not a joke. So <laughs> we're not. I just want our listeners to know. There's this beautiful echo chamber here. You know, yeah, Ryan, yeah. we don't have one at yeah. my brewery, yeah. so it's yeah, perfect. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> just saying. Yeah. yeah. Thank, thank you guys for hosting. No problem. Yeah. Thank Definitely. you. Absolutely. And I hope people learned a lot by this. Um, we're gonna post a link to Boston Pink Boots chapter Facebook page and all of the information. So if you are a Pink Boots member and for some reason don't know how, just apply to a scholarship. There are amazing resources within that community Definitely. to ask. Erica can answer. Yeah. I'm here. I can help. Also, if you're not a Pink Boots member. Like, I was about to say. Yeah, yeah for I'm sure. Like, reach out. I only joined the year before last, or officially joined last year, and then the pandemic happened. Oh, come on. I know. Yes. I know. Well, I'm, I'm still No, I'm saying the pandemic. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, come <laughs> on, man. I'm like, no, I'm just new the, to the brewery world. Yeah. No, I'm saying the pandemic. Yeah, yeah no, for sure. That was a real buzzkill. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Womp womp. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like you know, if you're if you're in it, or you have you you like just barely dipped your toes in it. Like it's a community that you know is very supportive. And if anyone has any questions or anything, like don't hesitate to reach out to any of us. I mean, oh. don't hesitate to reach out to any of us. I'm just putting Colleen and Brittany out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. reach out to them. See what <laughs> yeah, reach out to them. See what they say. Not to but, mention, Colleen's like the reigning arm wrestling champion. I know. Oh. That was my first pink boots event. Oh, I, it was amazing. <laughs> None of you can see it, but I'm bright red right now. <laughs> we you weren't see it. that day. If I heard that you were she just like... She was killer. Yeah, she was amazing. You, were, yeah. you weren't even supposed yeah. to compete, is what I heard. I yeah, it was a last minute thing. Yeah. Last minute edition. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know that. Behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. It was bonkers fun, though. And to second what Mel just said, like the scholarships are great. It's a phenomenal opportunity, but the community that exists within Pink Boots yeah. is amazing. And... I think it's important, particularly for women that are the minority in brewing, to experience that reality that there are so many of us and we're all here Mm -hmm. and supporting each other and it's great. Yeah, and we're all, you know, we're all kind of on an island being either a manager, you know, there's one manager at every brewery. (laughs) So if you're the manager, you're alone. If you're in the brew house, you might be the only female there. Pink Boots is the one way we actually get to like talk to each other. Right. And arm wrestle each other. And arm wrestle each other. Well, thank you so much. Thank you all. I see. I knew this was going to be a kick-ass episode. (laughs) (laughs) Until next time. Cheers. 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 What's up, Nerds listeners? We have an awesome announcement for next week. Ryan. I'm so hyped for this one. So who's our guest next? We week? got Dino from Vitamin C. That's fucking right. We got Dino from Vitamin C. You've probably heard of Vitamin C, right? You've seen them on Instagram. You've probably traded for their beer or you've waited in line to get their beer. I think I've done all three. Yeah, I've done I've done at least a couple. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but 
thank you to our listeners. We had an awesome interview this week with Colleen, Mel, and Britt. Um, just talking about their Cornell scholarship for Pink Boots. Uh, that was an awesome episode, and uh, I really appreciate them taking the time out of their days to meet over at Notch and do this episode. Yeah, and if you're another woman in the beer industry, definitely reach out to one of them and ask them any questions and try to apply for one of those scholarships yourself because, again, they say it. No one really applies. They have all these scholarships and not enough people apply for them. So don't say, "Mm, I'm not going to get it. You know, just apply. That's right. And it gives you good experience, too. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, I'm very excited for next week's episode. um, And we continue to get awesome episodes thanks to our listeners. So if you have the opportunity to share our episode on social media, tell a friend. That really helps us out. Um, Tossing us a like is also awesome, but it doesn't help us out as much as you telling someone else how much you enjoyed the Brewers podcast. Correct. So until next week, cheers. cheers.